Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. Should be like, hey, for the bushes. <laughs> and the, if Abraham can't make it any time, you got my number. Just call me. Oh, I'll come. See, you're. First of all, I don't know. I ran to try to set me up like this. <laughs> What Sam did? Holy crap, guys! Then I reckon one day we'll have like a world Australia where they bring like the stars of each kind of thing Please. into a game. <laughs> yeah, I know that'd be epic. Also, like I have a smidgen of dignity and integrity, and I'm actually like a really loyal friend. Still bringing a human element into it, rather than this. just all. You should have done this at this point. You should have cut that off. But yeah, man, that make clear you weren't even there. <laughs> Hey guys! Hey, congratulations! Thank you so so much. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Oh man, we have been looking forward to this. We are joined by the newest millionaire, the newest owner of a brand new car, the man who's going on the the most amazing honeymoon ever. And the newest sole survivor of South Africa, Return of the Outcast, Dino. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh, man. Jeez, that, that is a lot. It's still a lot to take in. When you're lifting everything that went off, I'm like, damn, all those things happen, man. So, yeah, thank you so much. Hey, Dino, I was on last season of Survivor here in the U.S. Uh, I, I know that I, I, know, I know very well. I, I remember. I <laughs> I've actually, we, we've had messages, man. I've been in your DMs already when you were on. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dino, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, hey, so, so I, was, I was in your DMs, bro. You and Sarah. I knew um, uh, Sarah from, from before she was even cast. So I was like a big oh. fan. Man. I'm I'm super stoked to be sitting here chatting to you, dude. Man, Dino, hey, th- hey thank you. Um, a wonderful season. I enjoyed the way, hey, y'all get the winning blind sides of any version of Survivor and pulling them off. Oh, it was great, man. Now, when you when you were sitting there with your family, with your friends, did you, I mean, what was the feeling? Um, at Final Tribal Council or watching it back last I know. night? Final Tribal Council, looking at it last night. 
Oh yeah, no. So so watching last night, having having my my friends and family, and I threw a bit of a a finale viewing party because we didn't actually get an official event. We were dropped kind of last minute. So Monday morning, this past Monday, we got to work, um, organized an event. So Thursday we had a nice outcome. Uh, like yeah, about one hundred and thirty people pulled through. Survive current castaways, alumni. Um, so it was just nice to have the Survivor family together, have my family and friends together, and just watch that all play out. So it was it was super super special, man. To oh, excuse me, to to get to enjoy that. My fiance Kirsten was out there with me. My brother was out there with me. So to share that moment in real time was was incredible, and it's a memory I will cherish for a lifetime. But then to be able to have my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother in law, my business partner. Um, my other friends be able to watch it and actually see it all unfold was like it's super special and I, I'm so grateful. Dino, hey. talk talk to me about you know everyone's going to be excited about winning the game of Survivor. That's just an awesome thing. Hey, especially like we win anything, we're going to be excited. But yeah. talk to me about being a super fan because you know we're all super fans of the show. But I I pay attention to all the podcasts you support. I mean, you reach out to everyone. You are always active on social media with the Survivor community. So you are what I count a true super fan of the show. And I know you pay attention to the U.S. season and everything. So what did it mean to you when you saw? I mean, we saw in your face what it meant to you. But what what was it like in that moment? Something that you love so much winning that. It's crazy. It, It meant a lot more than the fandom necessarily right it was there's two parts to it there's the game i fell in love with when i was a kid that always that that saw this game and and had this dream to to play one day right um so i don't know you picking up any background noise at all no we're good you're good so so when i was a kid this was the one show and i was like oh yeah if if there's one thing i got to do in my life it would be survivor just the one thing that i always wanted to do and I struggled with a bit of confidence when I was a child, you know, I had a bit of bullying. So it was like, oh, to build that confidence to eventually apply and keep applying and reapply and reapply to eventually just get cast was like a huge win for me. Just to get on the show the first time around was a huge win for me, being this kid that dreamed it and achieved the dream of winning. To take it one step further and actually win the entire game and especially having grown closer with the show and closer with the community and, and having a real love of the community and for the community with I've made so many good friends through this before I was ever cast and through being cast um, to be a part of that. And then, and then take down the title of soul survivors. <laughs> it's, it's pretty surreal, man. Like I, I can't even explain it to you, but it's, it's I, I feel like I did it for more than just me. You know, I did it for like the people who struggled with confidence, who, 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 you know, maybe had a bit of a, a low self-esteem, um, you know, and it's like, no, just persevere. You can do it. If you if you put your mind to it, you can definitely get there. I did it for, like, the community. So many fans who actually love the show and what it represents. I'm like, you know, I'm a part of that, and, and hopefully that those yes. fans themselves in me, you know, like, yes, we can do it. It's not, you don't have to be this, like, well-built machine of, like, this influencer who's just been picked up or um, recruited or whatever. You don't have to be that type of person to go through it. You can just be a like like Marianne, man, like, you can be this mm. fan. Hey, win it, absolutely. Now, but you have we, to be—you have to be good at puzzle making. I will throw that out there. <laughs> you got to be able to, to make a puzzle from time to time. <laughs> on the on the odd occasion, which, funny enough, I mean, four out of the four immunity challenges that involved the puzzle at the end, 
I got to that puzzle before the person that ended up beating me on that puzzle. So I'm not a puzzle master. Oh, we just... noticed it a little bit, Dino. We were oh, like, no. isn't this man supposed to be great? I mean, there was a few you were right there on, though. Like, right there about to win. Abraham, you had something to add on? Yeah. So me, me and Randy did our own selection. When you go through, you look at the cast and everybody's release. Randy had you at top three. Yeah, I so, Oh. I had you at pre-merge. I was like, I don't really know about this Dino guy. I, I read your bio information. And now here's the interesting part. I had to go through the same thing, looking at everything on social media about myself and where would I finish that and everything else. And looking at you, I was worried about you. You fell in the fire. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen to Dino. But I looked at I looked at your gameplay. Uh, Phil was great. I thought <laughs> it was great. Oh, is this I was just with Phil and Steffi now. That's why I was like two minutes late. I mean, Phil is he's phenomenal, man. What a human being. Oh, he's so, so rad. He's so cool. He's such a great character. He's a great player. And he's a really good friend of mine. And he's just such a genuine down-to-earth soul. So, yeah, I mean, even in the game, I mean, you saw I put there in my in my parchment, fan fave Phil, you know, like I was a huge yeah. fan of him in the game. As a- It's so hard, like people don't understand that outside of the game, we actually talk and we actually communicate with each other. And that's one of the things I wish that with the show, they would show more of some of the after. Oh, no, no. We really know each other. We really hang out. Um, and I've had great opportunities myself to hang out with my cast. I'm out sure. of everybody selected from your original season, yep. if you could have brought back one other player to be on this season, who would have been? Kieran Adu. <laughs> yeah. Go. For personal, like, I've got, like, you, one, I think he was – in, in my opinion, my humble opinion, he was hands down the best player of our season. He's one of the best to have played in South Africa. One, absolutely, the guy is so well-rounded. Oh, man, he's phenomenal. And he's a really good friend of mine and this really nice guy that I back. So I would love to play alongside him. Yes, I've had an opportunity and he voted me out. Like, <laughs> absolutely, Kieran. But but I think looking back on season eight, there's a number of castaways that I would have pegged for this season or returning season that, that I'd have full confidence in. You know, like, Amy's social game is phenomenal. Anesu is just absolutely next level. Renier as well. Also another super fan, strategic, like the more like the survivor nerdy type, like maybe that little bit of what I come across as. He's also like amazing and phenomenal. Carla, uh, pre-merge boots as well. You know, like there's so many people that I look at in our cast and go like, wow, you know, that's something that I think South Africa casting gets right is they they, they really cast a great pool of players. I'm not saying because I'm there. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> they cast the best players, yeah. I feel really biased here, but I think they, they really do get it right. And we have a nice depth um, that, that comes through. Well, I was going to uh, say your your season as well, talking about season eight, is because we, we spoke with Kieran last week and we're talking to Tyson later about the season and, and the finale and everything. So uh, we're a big fan of a lot of people from your season. Now, y- you came into this game and you there was a lot of emotional moments this season. I mean, right down to that last jury speech. And you talked about your struggles in the past. But the one I want to focus on is you mentioned several times coming into the game saying you didn't even feel like you belonged in the game. And I wanted to get your opinion on your deception coming into the game, you know, your second time playing, because from everything I was seeing, you were one of the favorites from fans. I saw a lot of fans having you top three. Dino's going to win the season. I mean, take that with a grain of salt because Chappies was also a favorite and he went out first. Uh, But why were you so I don't want to say down on yourself, but why were you looking at it like, I don't know if I belong in Survivor? 
It's it's so interesting. I had I had a lot of support going into season eight, and I was a lot of people's winner picks in season eight, and I kind of like I don't want to say crashed and burned, but I kind yeah, of yeah. crashed and burned. Show <laughs> 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 sure what happened. Um, How you feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Abe, Abe can relate. <laughs> can relate, man. Um, so it kind of it broke a little bit of that confidence because you know what kept me reapplying for Survivor is I was like, I think I've got these skill sets. I think I've got the right mindset to understand the game. I've got I've got the the three pillars. I think are, like in a in a decent balance, I can actually play this game and I can do well. You know, and I always believed in. That's why I kept applying. And I was like, yeah, let me keep applying. And then I get on the show and then I kind of feel like I've sold myself short a little bit, not sold myself short, but I've, I've kind of underperformed. I haven't really reached my full potential or maybe I'm just not at the level. I had to maybe do some introspection and go like, maybe you aren't cut out for this game. You know, sometimes you have to take a step back at something and go like, hmm, maybe it's not, you know, mm-hmm. back so soon as well. It was all very raw, um, very, very raw. And, and I think some of the players who returned with me, so Teresa Pinty, Chappies, people who declined, like Carla uh, declined an invitation to return because it was still too raw and too fresh. Mm-hmm. It kind of opened a, a couple of old wounds and some doubts, right? So going in the first five or six days, five, yeah, first five days in particular were incredibly tough. You know, I was missing Kirsten immensely, immensely. And I was feeling so, so guilty for leaving her at home again so soon after for our partners who, you know, pick up the pieces back home while we're away trying to live our dreams. And they've got to like, deal with the shell of a human being that returns from this game for months afterwards. I mean, Abe, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? It's, it's difficult yeah. after this post game is tough, man. Um, so, so I was sitting with a lot of that. And then at the same time, it's like, I always felt like everybody else was a more like a real castaway, you know, like, you know, I'm sitting there, there's a Palesa, there's a Tevin. I've watched all these people play. These are the people I watch. And I was like, I want to be like you one day. There's a Tony, <laughs> there's a Steffi, there's a Chappies even who I played with, you know? Um, and I'm like, these are all the real castaways. And I was like, oh, jeez, you know, am I am I out of my depth here? Am I a little bit? So so that self-doubt did start early in the game. But fortunately, giving myself a little bit of time to build relationships, that, that voice got a little bit quieter and quieter until I could build some confidence, which was a saving grace, really. Well, Dino, like throughout the whole season, we know that we, we're, we're being filmed 24-7. And we know only a certain amount gets put on TV. Absolutely. We're, What's one of one of the greatest moments that you had on the show that didn't make it on the show that you were like, you know what? I want to tell give us, about. give us we- the details, Dino. <laughs> oh man. So, so there's a couple of, there's a couple of moments that, that happened. I mean, this, this would be even beyond uh, um, what's, what's, what's on, on camera. Like um, where after the, the merge, well, merge feast, merge reward, uh, Tajan had that, he'd polished that, uh, bowl of bolognese which was like incredible it looked amazing i was sitting there <laughs> salivating but he managed to smash an entire bottle of wine now the guy was on like 0.001 percent body fat he was really delusional he's so super fit and we haven't eaten for days and the guy smashes a bottle of wine and ends up getting so hammered that he's <laughs> entertained for hours i mean he's such a lovely down-to-earth soft natured kind soul and in his hammered state he was just so entertaining he was just like tage extra you know and and it was so it was both like comical and comic relief in in um in you know in what's tough circumstances being out there in 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 the state of of um uh what would you call it um your your weather background environment was harsh yeah absolutely it's harsh it's harsh and it was just such like comic relief and it was just so endearing and and it, it kind of brought us all together and it 
kind of humanized everyone a little bit again and yeah it was it was fully entertaining it's one of the, it's one of those things we look back on like super super fondly and, and have a good chuckle about every now and then one of the, one of my favorite things about this season were was like this these amazing alliances that we got and i don't know if i want to say alliances it's more like groups now especially in modern survivor how fluent everything is but there was two groups in particular that i'm like wow this group can go all the way to the end and the first one was the full package. I was like, yes, girls, this is a girls group that can go all the way to the end. And then it was the no BS group. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dino. Did you feel looking back at it? Who do you think was the one that kind of started breaking up, started adding the BS to the no BS group? Because in my in my eyes, I'm like, Dino, what are you doing? You're breaking this up. But it could have been Felix. So I wanted to hear your response to that. It, it's so funny, right? So, so I've watched when watching it back. I see in confessionals, so I don't see them having com- conversations about you know me being on their radar and me being next. But then yeah, I see yeah. in confessionals that you know Phil says like Felix now Dino next, you know, uh, Felix is saying like oh, this guy's a <laughs> you know, and this is all happening around six, and it's so interesting because in my mind I always thought to myself that taking this this vehicle of three people, three strong players, to around that area of six. I put myself in their shoes. I'm going, this is the point that I would take me out. So I started treating them as if they were gunning for me. They weren't actually openly gunning for me at that stage. Necessarily. <laughs> yeah. in- internally, they were gunning for me, but I t- and I was like, I st- still started treating them like that. And I had this, like these ideas in the back of my mind that started getting some sort of validation through Phil's actions, you know, which turned out to be kind of innocent. The Tajian vote was actually innocent, you know, like it turns out that he he just kind of flipped his vote. Even the Dante misfire play from back in the day started playing on my mind. I'm like, did he do that on purpose to keep me at the bottom? If he did, it's an amazing <laughs> play. Uh, the whole idol exchange thing of going like, hey, you know, I'll give you my idol to like, oh, no, no, no. I want to hang on to it and play. Was that your <laughs> fault, by the way? I was blaming Tony all season. And then I heard you say that you fumbled it in your last tribal council. Sorry for the side note, but when you were it, talking about that, the uh when she passed the idol i was like oh totally oh, made that awesome. super obvious oh. and you said during the final <laughs> tribal you're like no i fumbled the bag on that one uh it's a bit of both dude okay like, yeah what happened was she'd she'd kind of bowed to me i have an idol at the max when we get to the challenge and i'm like okay sweet so i start like opening my bag because i took my bag to every challenge and i kind of leave it half open as close to their mats as possible as an opportunity for her to slip it in if we walk away try and create these opportunities then we have this hug thing Dude, it was a total mess. I'm like, <laughs> grabbing it and like shoving my pants. I'm like, oh, everybody's seeing this oh, right now. Yeah. At that point in time, it actually didn't it didn't do too much damage because I needed people to know that I had something. I was so at risk. It didn't matter what it was. I needed people to be aware that I, I had something up my sleeve and make me a, a problem for them because Dante and Shane were literally talking about throwing challenges to vote me out. This is now going to make them go like, well, well, hold on. Maybe we shouldn't be throwing challenges because something could happen to them. So the whole fumbling, it was, it was about <laughs> it, dude. So, so not smooth, so me, so Tony. Um, but, but yeah, it is what it is. It kind of worked out. <laughs> now, y'all had some of the greatest blind sides in your season. Wow, and, they and were. It was insane. In your opinion, what was the best blind side? Who was blindsided the best when they were like, I'm going to have to talk to you later. This is over. That was a good one. Shona with the death stare. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't meant to be a blindside, man. That was meant to be a Dante blindside. This guy was mad. Um, <laughs> the two moves that were absolutely game-changing 
and and I think the one that was the most delicate and difficult to put off. So so it was Steffi, and then Meryl, insane. Mm. And the ones that we formed part of, and the Meryl blindside was already being set up from the Steffi move. We always knew that we were going to go from Steffi to Meryl. So in our conversations with Meryl setting up the Steffi blindside, which was hours and hours of talking from from me, from Phil, building this relationship, not being the ones to expose because we knew that Felix had the relationship with her, not being the ones to expose that she was at risk from her alliance, but saying like, listen, your boy Felix has got you, he's going to chat to you. We really set the, the, the relationship and built it then. Then we pull off the blind side, we've protected her, we've saved her against Steffi. Now we've got to make her feel even more comfortable to ensure that she doesn't play her tribal council pass. And then further, if she can play it for somebody else. And I kind of planted the idea in her head, um, knowing that Marion came back from the outpost, she had told me that she left a clue for an idol there. So I knew an idol was out there and I knew she was genuine. But I just started saying to Marion, I'm like, uh, to Meryl, I started saying, Meryl, you know, like nobody comes back from outpost with nothing. I don't know your whole no vote thing and, you know, 50 50 idol because it started coming to light. I'm like, what if she picked up an extra vote? And we started pitching this idea of we got like, Meryl, you can't leave us hanging at tribal. It's 4 4. If you go, it's 4 3. We lose one of our numbers. Where does that leave you? You know, and what if Marion has this extra vote that she plays? Then it's 5 4. It doesn't matter if we're there. And then talking about going to rocks, you know, Marion's got immunity. If you then go to rocks, they've got the mathematical advantage. It was all those conversations that spent hours and hours and hours to try and get it to a point where she generated this idea for herself, this mega play. And we gave her the confidence to do so. And the, and the linchpin in that, the absolute linchpin was Felix in that relationship. So that was, that to me was like the most exciting, riveting, technical, delicate move of the game for us, for our perspective. And, and wow, I hope it was appreciated. Uh, you well, broke, well, you broke my heart. I was like, how can you do this to Mama Merrill? I was like yeah. the sweetest soul, one of the sweetest souls I've ever seen play the game. And I was just like, Oh, what a great move, but like, oh, it's vicious. This is vicious to watch. Because, you know, we can see you guys planning this, and she is so convinced that, you know, this, you guys are planning it for her. And so it was it was hard to watch, but I definitely agree. I think that's one of the best blind sides. It, it was the most multi-tiered blind side. Because not only did you blind somebody, you got, you got them to use one of their actual rewards to help someone else out. And then she also gave Tajian a, a, a reward for a vote earlier and then you had to convince her that she was safe it was the most multi-level blind side hey great job i mean and that's to me that's the game of survivor that's actually the game of survivor that you played and her exit was just graceful y and you got you know what? credit credit to her game as well because it it, it shows you the level of respect and, and and to most of the people that are blindsided i think i think the, I mean, we had some really, really intelligent, sharp, savvy players on the season. So moves had to be so well executed. But credit to Merrill as well that that it takes a move like that. It takes so many moving parts and, and such delicate maneuvering to be able to take a player like her out because she's a genuine threat to win because she's a phenomenal player. She's a great strategist, great socially. She gets to the end. She's going to be so tough to beat, you know. So, so even though the move... People are saying, oh, how could she do that? How could she do that? I totally understand how and why she could do that. Uh, it, it's more, I would say it's more reflective of how good a player she is that it took so many of us to be able to take her down. <laughs> it was a team effort. It yeah, was a no, team yeah. effort. Absolutely. It was absolutely. So, Dino, I have a two-part question for you. So, first off, it's kind of, 
opposite ends of the spectrum here. So first, is there a certain point in the game where you said, man, this was this close to happening. And if it went this direction, I would not be sitting here right now as the winner, whether that is something to do with you almost getting voted out or one of your closest allies maybe was in trouble at the time. And then the second part of that question is, do you have a moment that you believe that was my winning moment, whether that's a move or something you said in your speech, is there a moment that you said, I think, I think I might be winning this thing. Interesting, interesting questions, man. Yo, um, <laughs> so I'm going to answer the second question first. Right? That's fine. So the moment, it wasn't my moment. And, uh, you know, we all had our parts to play in the Steffi move, but it was really Felix that drove it and sold the idea and credit to him. Like it was fantastic. But that Steffi vote was the moment that I was elevated into a position where I could start controlling my own destiny, right? I had... I suppose this is going to be a blend of both questions now. Hey, that, I caught you oh, off guard, so you're all good, man. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> after, after the failed Dante blindside, you know, I had had a good relationship with Marion and Meryl, and they were willing to work with me. Now I've just gone against them. I've deteriorated that, that relationship, right? I start feeling like, man, now I've really bottled it. Now I'm like living on borrowed time. And I just go into complete submissive mode where I just ensure that all they know is that I'm like, I am... I'm doing their bidding. I will put my vote wherever they tell me to vote and I'm I'm solid for them and I'm a huge asset and I will have no gameplay, no impact on strategy. That was my strategy. It was so hard. It's, it's almost what I call like playing boring survivor, but I had to go in self-preservation mode and, and just survive vote by vote and be totally okay with being given the name at the last minute, not being involved in the technical talks and being like, hey, thank you. You're keeping me safe. That's all that you know matters. When on the inside, I'm like, I need to try and win this game. To win this game, you need to be playing this game. You can't just be dragged along. But at that point that the Steffi vote happened, there was a huge power shift. Now, I'm not saying it shifted into my favor solely. Mm-hmm. It shifted from one alliance full package to no BS. And I had more influence on there. So that's when I started seeing a real path to the end and going like, now I can really see how I can dictate my own destiny per se. You know, there's a couple of factors to consider. but now it's starting to look achievable. I, I know. I know. Looking at the game, man, and, and it's like I'm not going back and look at my own season. I did the. I did the one time, and that was it. Um, what is one thing? And they've asked you this before. What did you take away from the other players from the game? Because when I looked at the start of the season one, great season in the sense that you brought back people that didn't have an opportunity to play deep into the game. Um, I kind of wish they'd do it over here in the U.S. and I go back. Um, but coming back with a group of people that really started on day 10 versus day one because you played the game before, you had previous relationships. What is something that you took away from some of those players as you won? Now you're the sole survivor and you're looking back on it, you got a little more time to process. Um, look, the, the thing we take away from the game is we, we've got some incredible friendships, right? So, so I'm grateful to mm-hmm. take away the actual friendships. Uh, geez, I'm blown away by how close everyone is, or for the most part. I mean, you've got the groups within the groups, but it's, oh man, such a mature, uh, mature group. Um, the thing that I take away from from the group as a whole in terms of this this season is something that was quite a, a running theme throughout. I touched on it in one in one of the tribals earlier on, where I said like. You can play hard, you can make moves, but you don't have to be malicious, right? And 
there was a recurring theme, not because of that, but because it was spoken, you know, between castaways of of a bit of humanity and a mm. bit of empathy. Play hard. We're competitors here, and then that's it. It doesn't have to be personal. And that theme ran all the way through. And you saw the way the jury even asked the questions. These are people whose hearts have been broken. Their dreams have been dashed. They've come this close or this close, or this close. They've been lied to. They've been backstabbed. And you've been a part of that. Yet, and we talk, we know bitter juries exist. Bitter juries are, are a thing. Oh, we were talking about them before you joined us, about like petty juries and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yet these people sat on, on the jury, didn't speak at us. It wasn't an opportunity for them to just offload and dump on us. They gave Shane and I a fair chance. They asked us hard questions. They were hard, but they were totally fair. They were never aggressive. It was never personal. It was it was, it was inquiring, and I really felt that they took the time to listen to hear us both out. Um, and that takes exceptional maturity and humility, absolutely. So, I take I take huge lessons away from them uh, for for that. We're we're probably going to have to wrap up here in a couple minutes. I don't know. I was messaging Safiso to see what your time schedule is looking like because I know you are a super busy guy. Um, Abraham, did you have another question you wanted to ask? Uh, one thing I really enjoyed about the conclusion of your season was bringing back the entire cast and letting them be a part of the finale. Uh, we didn't get that opportunity coming out of Fiji. We was doing a pandemic, um, and there were some things going on behind the scenes. But what was the time limit between you sitting there, they're getting ready to vote for who's going to be sole survivor and then bring it back to cast? Was that all in one shoot or did they no. have to go a day? So, so reunion would have been day 40. Reunion was day 40. Um, sure, we did final tribal council. As far as I understand, um, pre, pre-mergers arrived on the day of final tribal council. Oh, they arrived nice. at the location. Because we don't get pre-jury trips, you know, in, in all our seasons, if you go pre-merge, you go home, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody went home and then they were flown in specifically for, for reunion. Uh, they arrived the day before. I mean, I ended up only getting in after final tribal council, after all the craziness. I got in so hotel room for my, my fiance and my brother at like 3.30 a.m. or 3 a.m. was up at 8. It was a long day of all sorts of things. And then um, it was reunion that evening. So I... I had hardly any time to process the game, process what had happened. Um, I was still in feral survival <laughs> mode going into that. I was a bit of a mess. I was like ready to still play this game and not play this uh, thing. So it was, it was very condensed. But I'm so glad that they they did bring everybody back for a reunion. We were super bummed to not be getting a live finale, you know, and I think you guys feel it as well. A live finale is just next level. But they got the next best thing, which was everybody together for that night. Mm. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna D, D, uh, DMU our finale that we put together for ourselves as well, um, and I'm with you. I really wanted to come back, and, and I think it's a healing process in that you bring everybody back because and people don't really, yeah, it's closure, and people don't really know what goes on in those missing scenes. You know, we're like I said, we're filmed day and night, and there's a lot of stuff that they don't see. I think Shane was very eloquent in putting that some of the stuff that he got out of it. With stuff that never made it to the actual screen, which is great. Dino, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to ask about that final tribal council. Uh, they kept, you know, Shane's topic was kind of like, what was the game that you played? And everyone kept saying, you know, you were great, super polite around camp, and it was just kind of the contrast of like how he played last time and how he played this time. With you, I felt like it was more about how you played with your heart. 
and your emotion and whether that kind of rubbed people the wrong way in certain instances. Tasian's obviously the first one that comes to mind with that, that reward challenge. So did you feel trying to see how I want to phrase this? Did you feel it was unfair in any way with how they were coming at you about how you played with your heart and your emotions and stuff? Cause even Steph, he said, you kind of played that, you know, innocent Dino at the time. Or did that really hit home? And did you feel like it was fair what they were asking you there? No, absolutely. I mean, nothing. Nothing was was unfair whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't feel slighted or, or or that they were unfair in any way. It's so interesting. So that tribal council. I mean, final tribals are generally very very long. I think that one was probably about three hours long. Um, and there was a lot of gameplay talk as well. There was a lot of questions on gameplay, on moves, and mm-hmm. I think what actually happened in terms of what made it to air. I think. There was this huge contrast in gameplay and moves that from a storytelling point of view where the the competition lay between me and shane was the the personable level and that's why that's the story that made it to air mm-hmm. um yeah. and and it was so interesting because i i even said it at one point in tribal it didn't make it to air but i said it i was like geez who would think that me the pre-merge boots is like a bit like fumbling and whatever and super <laughs> chill Mono the nice guy who's got the nice guy like tag is sitting next to shane's the most notorious villain in society. <laughs> yeah, empathetic one, and I'm being called ruthless. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just sitting there. I was like, Dino has played. Uh, I felt like it was harsh. Like I was sitting there. I'm like, guys, like Dino's played an incredible game, and like I'm always on the mindset it's Survivor. You're gonna have to lie. You can't play like an honest, complete game. I mean, maybe I'm not thinking of someone, but if you guys know anyone let me know you gotta lie at some point and deceive at some point so i just thought it was a little harsh so i wanted to see how you perceived it there uh during that last tribal i think what they were trying to trying to suss out was just understand what was me and what was gameplay right and, mm. and because there's like they merge and they kind of like blend in the creator gray area um and Tej as well because i am genuinely an empathetic guy and i did get to know people and i built very deep bonds with people and then you you backstab and then it asks like it, it creates questions in people's minds it's like okay it's fine we, we we don't mind what it is we just need to know like what was you what was gameplay where does it end was this all just a strategy and i kind of had to unpack it for them that yes this is who i am these relationships are real however the game was at the forefront of my mind so yes i did use these things and it, we, we all use the tools in our toolkit to, to a large degree and it gets harder as you go along but it was about being accountable to those moves and saying yes because it was actually ruthless, you know, looking friends in the eye and going, you know, lying. I mean, Felix at that point, we call it finessing. We were saying we'd finesse this one or finesse that one when you're kind of trying to lure them in, you know, like we did with the Meryl and the Steffi moves. And eventually Phil and I have to finesse one of our own in Felix as we've watched everybody finesse each other kind of thing. And that's that's incredibly hard. And it's like, man, like, how can you do that? And that's where that ruthlessness comes in. Um, so I get it. And I do understand why they viewed it that way. And I, and I mm-hmm. don't blame them, But I think... I did enough to time pack it for them to a level that they could respect and accept. Now, here's one, because like we got Jeff Probst and we're sitting at Tribal. Was there any time when Nico was at Tribal, because their job is to get something extra out of us or get some type of interaction for us. And I understand why. But there was a couple of times I, I probably would have just hit Jeff with an apple, just sort of threw an apple, hit him in the eye, and be like, stop, Jeff. <laughs> was there any time where y'all was like, Nico, come on. I think because I'm quite forthcoming and people people try to protect the game and they try to give non-answers and then like I think Jeff is 
is well known to like if you give him a non-answer, <laughs> yeah, like you, you'll never give him a non-answer. Nico, Nico does dig it out of you eventually. So because I'm quite forthcoming um, in general, I don't think he had to try and really draw anything out of me. I often speak before I think, so I'm like one of the easier people for him to, to be. Able to... <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Well, I say hundred percent because Nick, uh, one of Felix's favorite uh, phrases was hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent, Nico. And Nick was like, no, but like, no, no, hundred percent. Oh, I don't know what's going on. And 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 Phil even pretending not to. Uh, Phil was brilliant at non-answers and it would frustrate Nico. So I think other players might have been a bit frustrated with him, like trying to draw things out. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy to talk, man. Let's let's chat. I'm here at Tribal Council. Let's make the most of this. I saw uh, my person I got voted for the most information oversharing was Tajan. <laughs> he, he would just share information. Uh, when he brought that stick of power to the challenge, I was like, what is he doing? And the game survivor, what the, man was, the man was starving. That's what the man was doing. He was. He was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But there's the funny thing about Tej, and, and he got ripped on in the game because he became a bit of a scapegoat and an easy like uh, way to yeah. shift attention to. But he had a good read on the game. Actually, if you watch Tejan's game back and you look at the reads, take take some of the, the craziness, the perceived craziness, let's put it that way, perceived craziness out of it. Take some of the the way he approached things out of it and just look at what his reads were. They were highly accurate. And I said this in the game, even to Phil, I was like, Tejan's not wrong. Tejan's right. Tejan's right, yeah. Tejan's right there. Which is maybe his approach. So, um, I mean, he was he was a phenomenal character. He made great TV. And and yeah. maybe if he, had, if he hadn't worn his heart and his sleep or spoken his mind as much, he might have survived a little longer. But I mean, geez, he had an incredible read on the game. Before I had... Only... Oh, go ahead, oh, Abraham. He was only one or two wins from changing the whole direction of the game. Had he yeah. won some of those challenges that he came in on second, that would have changed the whole dynamics of the game because now he wasn't on the chopping block. No, absolutely. And he and he was and he was capable of doing it. Absolutely. He was highly capable of those wins. And we were well aware of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Dino. This might be a little unfair. Before I ask our famous last question that we ask everyone. You've played two seasons now. Was this more competitive than the last season you played? <laughs> Overall, uh, you can look at it however you want to. Yeah. So for me, yes, because I was there a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wasn't as competitive in the last one. So, so, yeah, for me, it was a bit more competitive. I had a bit more chance to be competitive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, we had phenomenal players in season eight. In really both did. seasons, yeah. We, we really had great players, man. Great socially, great, great in many ways. But I think this season was was more competitive in the sense that people came with experience. Everybody comes with experience, so it kind of you know, works in everyone's favor. But people knew the game and people knew each other. So there was far less to hide behind. And that made it far more technical and, and, and I'd say competitive in a sense. Yeah, I didn't want to put you in a spot where you're like going to make anybody mad from your season, but I'm like, I had to know between the two seasons now. Uh, and then the last well, question. On. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Before Abraham. we get to the last question, hold yeah. on. Let's go back to what was your reaction when you got the phone call that you'd be going back as one mm. of another uh, this season? Dude, man, I've actually recorded that journey the day I got the phone call, uh, going for medicals, day before airport, going to the airport, <laughs> hotel. I had my, my GoPro. Day of marooning, filming before going to marooning. I've recorded all of that, that entire journey. Because as a fan, I always found that interesting. And I thought maybe fans would like to see that at some point. So I'm going to put that footage together at some point. 
but man, that day was was crazy. We'd received an NDA early in the week, and I was like, "Ooh, something's up. I'm I'm being considered for this." Like much to my surprise, I'm being considered. And then I get the phone call from Luru, and I'm thinking, "Okay, cool. He's going to ask me for an interview." And he says, "No, you're on." I'm like, "What? On on a short list?" <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, on, you're on season on nine. <laughs> on season nine, what? On season nine panel interviews? Like, no, you are going. Like, we are leaving. I'm like, no way, dude. I was blown away. Like kid on Christmas morning it was like I got the call for the first time you remember that moment I'm, I'm sure it's yeah. when you got the call it was, it was exactly the same it just felt so good I got the call and I was sitting here and I let it I let it go to voicemail and <laughs> I got a text from Jesse who was our person and yep. Jesse was like hey I'm from Survivor keep this quiet uh, I want to talk to you about the show and I was like not the, not the Survivor not the game of Survivor Maybe this is something else like insurance or something. <laughs> I'm so. And uh, I I'm, called him back, and sure enough, and I was like, I finally made it. I felt like I had won that. I was like, I finally I made it. You do, but but that is you get to go and live your dream, and that that is when you win. Absolutely. Still waiting. Well, still I, waiting on my call. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> maybe it'll be like an international season because now we're covering them as well. So maybe I, I've got you know. But you know, I did like what seasons. you did. I like the fact that you captured that whole because I was like I flew out to LA. I didn't capture any of that. I was just kind of like just going along. Um, and I wish I had captured that because it was something years from now when you look back on it, you'd be like, "This is a great journey, great adventure." Hey, congratulations! I know Randy's got the last question. Congratulations on winning uh, Return of the Outcast, South Africa. It was a pleasure looking at you, watching you develop your game and everything. Thank you so much. And before you get to the last question, Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, I am. I'm all. I'm all good. It's like I'm. I'm sure everyone's like, "Dang, why is Randy trying to wrap this up?" I just have no <laughs> idea how long we have you for. If we had, if I knew like an hour, yeah, I would have kept do, it going. I do have to run, unfortunately. But but before we do that, Abraham, I just want to say, dude, um, on a personal level, I have followed and I've seen that even after you got boots at first boot, you've stayed close to the community, you've covered, you've expressed love for the show. You remind me very much of Paul Smolder, season seven, who was second boot there. We've become close friends as well. And he's always been like such a great ambassador for the show. And I'm so glad to see players who, you know, like myself, pre-merge boot, we kind of fall a bit short, but we stay close and we still have this love for the game regardless of our experience. So I just want to say like from a fan, as a player, as a fan, as a member of the community, I really appreciate that you still get involved, dude, like, and, and you're still here for the show regardless of being a first beat. I think that's hugely admirable, man. So I just wanted to let you know that personally. Hey, thanks, dude. First of all, thanks. I, I... <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about that. Hey, that's I'll, great, man. Uh, I'll just from somebody okay. from South Africa and on being on Survivor and knowing what we go through for this process and the emotional side of it and everything else, man. I really do appreciate that. I've had a great time being a part of the community. Uh, the last question, that's you know, I feel key. like this yeah. is. I know you got to run here, but I know this is probably going to be a fast <laughs> response. So yeah. the last question that I have is: Would you play again for a third time? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told yeah. you he was going to say yes. I already knew he was going to say. Well, Gino, I mean, oh, all man. the stars would have to align, and I'd probably be first boot. But I don't care if somebody, if 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 they feel that you know there's a need for me to be there or a reason for me to be there or whatever the case, I could not say no to the opportunity. Well, Dino, <laughs> I'll let, I'll, we'll let you go. But huge congratulations, man! The winner of Survivor South Africa return of the outcast and i feel like this won't be the last time we speak with you you have an open invitation to the show if you ever want to come on and chat any of the seasons feel free to come on and chat coming us. up so you let me know 
Will do. Have a great day, Dino. Thanks so much, guys. Have hey, a great good one. talking to you, Dino.